Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact they were meant to make. Today, we're going to hear a story called Cut Into It. You're going to really appreciate the similarities between a painting professional and a cleaner. But first, I have a funny papers to share with you. I was attending my Believers in Business networking meeting one Wednesday morning, had my friend John next to me pour me some coffee, and I had a little situation with the half and half. As I was opening it, it wasn't peeling off exactly as I had tried. But instead of me peeling the edges, my thumb pressed through the top of it. And my thumb pressing through was more like a hydraulic situation where all of the fluid came out of the little cup and went all over me, on my shirt, on my pants. (laughs) Who saw it? Everyone saw it. Fortunately, it didn't hit anyone at the table. Only me. John handed me a napkin after he had poured me the coffee to clean myself off. Of course, I made a statement like, I can handle it. I am a professional cleaner. I was making jokes. He was laughing. The other members of the BIB were looking at me and also laughing, but not knowing what exactly to say. So how would I proceed? Because I had a choice, embarrassment or self-deprecation. Well, I have a good, healthy self-image. I didn't need to show embarrassment. I just needed to go with it. So we did our 30-second commercials. And here's what I said. Hi, I'm Ken Carfagno of Carfagno Cleaning. I have recently come into contact with an exploding half-and-half, which has landed upon my shirt. I would like to let you know all that I am a professional cleaner and have already looked up the pH of half-and-half. It is slightly acidic at 6.3. Therefore, I will need a more slightly acidic cleaner to remove it. So if anyone here knows of any issues with exploding half and half, Carfagno Cleaning is your company. Everyone laughed and loved how I turned this into a fun and engaging situation. Here's how I know it was fun and engaging and people liked it. Because there were nine others that were doing 30-second introductions and somehow, someway, all nine of them incorporated milk in some funny way into how they shared their business. I met with a good friend and spiritual mentor of mine recently for breakfast. I'll keep his name anonymous, but not his message. In fact, we'll call him Todd. Todd loves breakfast and knows everyone in the restaurant. He's a regular there and takes his friends out to breakfast and won't even let us pay. As you know from this podcast, I like hanging out with friends like that. I love being around generous people as it rubs off on me. Todd is a retired, semi-retired painter. He was excellent at his craft for over 35 years. He ran crews, teaching and mentoring many younger apprentices over the years. I was staring at the wall next to our table and noticed some trim work. Hey, Todd, would you tape this off? In my mind, I assumed all painters had to use tape so it wouldn't get the paint from one area to another, right? That's what I learned. Oh boy, I had no idea that this was the wrong question to ask a professional painter. 
Todd responded, painters don't use tape. He did explain later that there are certain applications where special painters tape can be useful. For the most part, it's time consuming to use tape, adds expense, and lowers the quality of the job. Of course, I had to dig into his response. Todd went through a thorough and detailed technical explanation of how he teaches his guys to paint. Here's a few things I learned. Todd wears special painter's pants. Always keeps his putty knife, some clean cotton rags, and a screwdriver in his pants. If he's painting molding in a room and happens to get some paint on the wall, he can use his putty knife and a cloth to fix it. I asked him about the tape. He said, when I get someone working with me, they don't use the tape. They learn with the tools. I teach him my method, and I don't care if they mess up and need to use the putty knife nine times. Over time, they'll need the putty knife less and less until it's barely used. Todd was training his guys in his best painting system, yielding best quality and best efficiency regardless of how bad or slow they are in the beginning. This explanation brought me to attention at the table as I recognized so many parallels between painting and cleaning. Todd went on, truth be told, the newer guys are not going to be bad. They're going to have excellence, but they'll be slow because they may have to get used to making the mistakes and using the tools 10 times in the first day. I connected that to training cleaners and how they always start out slow and then get faster. But you never teach them shortcuts to get fast in the beginning. Why do I train this way? It's a simple concept, really. Train for excellence first, then speed. This guarantees a level of quality which can be optimized. You don't lose clients this way. If you train for speed first, mistakes will happen. Things will break. Areas and details will be missed. This will cause you to lose clients and tarnish your reputation. Todd finished with this. Tape is a crutch for painters. They don't have to get excellent as it encourages sloppy work. That was the message that he was giving me. I was following Todd's mindset, but I still didn't understand how the quality could be as good without tape. That's when the schooling really began. Todd walked me through the system more. Painters use empty paint cans to paint walls or trim. Carrying full buckets of paint around gets heavy. Adding about an inch of paint in the bottom of the can is lighter and more efficient. Plus, it allows my guys to get the paintbrush into the can for the right amount on the brush. This technique keeps the body healthier longer and allows for better quality. Then Todd answered the tape question when I asked how he would paint this wall with the painted wood trim without tape. Ken, there are various types and quality levels of brushes. My brushes aren't the Walmart ones. They cost 15 bucks per brush. At least, and they last a long time. My response was typical to him. Todd, I go to Walmart for the $1.50 brush. He responded, exactly. My brushes cut in. This is a painter's term for what cleaners called edging. As he explained it, I saw this image. When I vacuum a room, I edge the room and corners. Then I vacuum around the outside, followed by the center area as I walk my way out of a room. My process and technique is the exact same as the painter. 
Todd will edge the wall, the corners, the ceiling, and along that molding without using tape. When I explained this parallel and used my term of edging, Todd fought back. No, Ken, not edging. That's called cutting in. He explained how his brushes are top quality, and he had a special angled brush for cutting in. He knows exactly how much paint to put on it, and he'll cut in for a perfectly straight line and no tape needed. Todd continued, I'll even overlap some paint on purpose in some cases on the molding itself because it prevents any lines or cracking. It makes for a better finished job. These are little tricks of the trade that he picked up over 35 years, just like we do in cleaning. So then Todd explained to me that professional painters know which brushes to use for which application. They know how to hold their brushes for which application, how much paint to put on them for which application, and when to use rollers. Todd was looking for excellence first and then speed. No matter how you arrange it, taping on and removing tape is a laborious and time-consuming process. It costs time and money. Doing the job with skill, proper tools, and patience is how the professional can ensure a top-quality, long-lasting paint job at a minimal expense of time and money to the painter. Todd is an optimized painter, and I was incredibly impressed. I also shared with Todd the $400 plumber story, and he loved it. Here's how the plumber story goes. A wife calls the plumbing company because there was a leak in the bathroom. She had looked all over the bathroom, tried to figure out which pipe it was, couldn't figure it out, tried to stop the leak. No idea. So she called the plumber. Plumber shows up. What seems to be the problem, ma'am? And the wife says, well, I have a leak in the bathroom. He says, ah, I see. He walked down into the basement, got his wrench, went tap, tap, went to another spot, went tap, tap, and then he said, all right, here's the leak. We'll need to replace this section of pipe. That'll be $400. She said, $400? I could probably have replaced that pipe for $25. And then the plumber said, you're right, except... I knew where to tap. You see, the moral of this story, or the lesson of the plumber, is that the plumber has a collective 20, 30, 40 years of experience, plus the plumbers that apprenticed him, which could be another 30, 40 years of experience. There could be a combined experience level of 100 years of plumbing in the tapping. And so he wasn't charging for the taps, but in the 100 years of knowing where to tap. Todd really connected with the story. He wasn't the cheapest painter, nor am I the cheapest cleaner, but he was the best, and the best charges a premium. He got a reputation for excellence, and clients were willing to pay the $400 plumber fee to Todd as they do to me. Todd and I are $400 plumbers, but in the painting and cleaning trades. As much as I know the details of cleaning, I would never just go to Walmart and get a bunch of supplies, start wiping down stuff, and calling myself a professional. Nor should I go to Walmart and get the cheap painting supplies and think I'm a professional painter. How many people are doing that and thinking that they are superior and deserve higher rates? Maybe they can touch on level one cleaning, but they're not going to be a level five cleaner like I am. 
That's why you pay top dollar for the C3 experience. Well, that concludes another episode of the Smart Cleaning School podcast. Do you have any questions? Would you like to know what the five levels of cleaning are? The links are in the show notes. And certainly, if you'd like to email me or if you'd like to connect with me on a free coaching call, you can go to the website, smartcleaningschool.com, and request that, as well as many other free resources. Have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.